1: Miami, Miami 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 heat, Miami heat, Miami heat, Miami heat, Miami heat, Miami Miami heat, Miami 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 we have our producer and co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello. And we have our trash tweeter, Jack Alfonso. Hello. And that's it. We're just writing. Listen, this is a 2014-15 Heatbeat special. Jack was the original. Jack was the OG of OGs.
2: Shout out to Heatbeat. Dave Venice.
1: It was, yeah, it was Jack, Harrison, and then uh, we had George Corrales later. So that was like that was like a squad. Jorge. Jorge. Shout out to George, wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. Cool, Former FIU media sports director. Um, so we have a, you know, in every show I've been like, I have to show Five reasons sports. So make sure to follow Five Reasons Sports. Listen to Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham and all our other shows. Podcast has been posting a lot lately. Uh, fish tank, three yards per carry, uh, swings and misses, all that good stuff. Chris Chambers podcast. So check all of us out on at Five Reasons Sports and and on the Instagram.
3: We got a lot um, of Mars coverage this week, so you should a lot check of things coverage. and mishes for sure. They had an exclusive uh, interview with JT Romuto.
1: So Craig Mish is on that. Uh so check that out. And smark your territory and let's get opinions. Uh sir. Tier tier three, our tier three shows. Shout out to you guys. Love you. Love you, smark. Love you, Lightskin. So important important programming note. Dash Radio. fight five well, Dash Radio 2, shout out to Dash. But the most important Five reasons Sports and Miami Heat Beat are going to have three representatives at the NBA All-Star Game in Charlotte. We're going to have Leif on location. We're going to have Nikias Duncan on location. So that's our Saucy Nuggets insider. And that's our pun master and statistician. And the Don himself, Ethan J. Skolnick, host of Five Reasons, and the Don master along with Chris Whittingham. Whittingham's not going to be here. It's gonna be in Miami, holding another four. And Ethan, Leif, and Nikias are gonna be at All Star Weekend. Uh, we might have some surprises. Uh, there might be some Heat legends stopping in the show uh, for some interviews. So stay tuned here on our Twitter feed at Mia Heatbeat and at Five Reasons Sports. Follow the Instagram because we're gonna do a lot of Instagram live and stuff. So check out at Mia Heatbeat on Instagram. We're gonna have a lot of cool stuff coming. Um, you know, Ethan, Ethan's. Ethan's done a great job of what we're planning and uh, we got Leif and Nikias and honestly I don't think of we're in great hands out there so check us out on all our platforms because there's
3: some cool stuff coming and stories on MiamiHeatBeat.com
1: remember and we have three on MiamiHeatBeat.com right now fresh hot off the presses Nikias slams heat culture and what the hell the Miami Heat have been doing lately Jack Alfonso here on the show today kind of provides dare I say the solution to fixing this season, and you have to check that out because, honestly, Jack, I have not seen that coverage anywhere, and that is an idea that is yours and yours alone, and I am 100% behind it. Don't spoil it, but it's good.
2: It's a good solution. You better read it.
1: It's the best solution. And uh, Rob Slater, our pal Rob Slater, who who writes for us occasionally, uh, he has a story on the kind of the end of that Heat-Golden State game, which was uh, strange. It was awesome and strange at the same time. And he breaks down and kind of like, what the hell went right for the Heat? And kind of things to look forward to between Justice, Bam, and Winslow. I believe they scored they scored and assisted on the final 29 points uh, or, or 20, 27. 29 the last points. 20. Yeah, uh, other than the Wade dunk. Oh, no, it's Richardson got the assist on that. So, yeah, the, tw- the last 29 points were scored or assisted. Uh, by the kids. So I have I
3: have the actual stats. starting with a bam out of bio lob with nine minutes and thirty-one seconds to go in the fourth quarter. The heats young three of Josh Richardson out of bio and Justice Winslow scored or assisted on the team's final twenty-nine points. Their most morally moral victory ever.
1: What a great set by Rob. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to talk about that because We on this show, and Jack, I think Jack specifically, has been like the biggest young guy truther on this pod, and to watch Josh, Justice, and Bam just go at perhaps the greatest collection of talent the league has ever seen on the road in a damn dogfight was one of the coolest things of this season and probably of the last couple seasons.
2: Yeah, I think it's probably one of the most like positive performances I've seen all around from the Heat. And honestly, I know Brian is on the tank train. I support tanking. So this was the ideal game for me. <laughs> you got an entertaining matchup against a great team. You still get a number in the loss column. And you see that your three young guys look like they can support you going forward. And you got a wait moment. And you got to wait a moment. It's pretty much the perfect confluence of events. I have no complaints.
3: Were you still pissed at that double dribble, no call?
2: <sighs> I, honestly, the refs are. I wasn't. The refs are going crazy, though. <laughs> the like, re- I mean, can what we was talk
1: that? about that tweet today? Okay, yeah. So, uh, Brian, what the hell? Do you have that tweet pulled up, Brian? I'm, not, I'm uh, asking that it- on the spot.
3: I, yeah, I saw it this morning. Um, I, can I can pull up, up real quick, but I, I can kind of summarize it. So there was a there was a game last night between because I was watching. It was the Washington Wizards and Detroit Pistons. The reason I was watching is I was I wanted Detroit to win that game. <laughs> <laughs> You're the <laughs> one. did. I
1: mean, I mean, Brian oh, Brian is hell bent on the Heat now making the playoffs. <laughs>
3: Uh, Detroit is one game ahead of the Heat right now. Brian
1: <laughs> watches the Pistons away. I watch the Raptors.
3: <laughs> and um, so like the last few seconds of the game, Washington was making kind of a comeback. I think they brought it within like seven or something at the end of the game. Bradley Beal goes out from like, he, he I think he had like a pick and roll or something he was going through. He went through the lane on the left side. He took three steps and then he lost control of the ball. And then he kept, he fumbled it got the ball back in his hands. No one touched him. He fumbled himself. And he just kept running to the hoop, realized he couldn't get a shot off because there was a shot blocker right near him. So he threw the ball out of bounds like James Johnson-esque. And then I think they got the ball back, if if I remember correctly.
1: A travel was not called, and the NBA official account says the offensive player gathers his right foot on the ground, then he takes two legal steps before losing control of the ball. After regaining possession, a player is allowed to regain his pivot foot and pass or shoot prior to that foot returning to the ground. Period. This is legal. Period.
2: No, <laughs> this is gaslighting. I don't like this. What <laughs> is going on? That's not legal. That's not how basketball works. You I've played play basketball, basketball for
1: many years. Pivot foot.
3: That's a fucking
1: travel, man. You take
3: two steps, that's it. You got to pass it or shoot. Let me the tell you something. If you that
1: pull it. that shit at the park, that's a fucking travel. I'm sorry.
2: This is the entire point of basketball. This is like probably one of three basic rules. I would say the first basic rule is that when it goes in the basket, it's two points or three points.
1: I would say the, the dribbling point, is the before that. that. You have no, no, to, no, I want to the ball.
2: Like, you, you have to dribble the two ball. Foundations of basketball. And that's it. I don't understand what's going on.
3: <laughs> Who invented
1: like, basketball? Take the uh, Naismith. Yeah, he didn't die for this. Is he dead? Probably. Bas- basketballs an old He died game. in
3: 1939, so I'm pretty sure he's dead.
1: I mean, the talking about officials, the end of that Heat Warriors game, like Jay, like the Warriors bench was like holding Jay Rich down or whatever. Like it was just a weird ass, a lot of holding. I mean, you're not going to get those calls late. And then Dion Waiters ends up with the honestly, I was kind of surprised that Dwayne just seemed completely and utterly uninterested in getting the ball. I think Dwayne supports the tank.
3: I think Dwayne actually, because it was, kind of goes back to the first game of the season in Orlando, um, how Jay Rich was taking those kind of late game shots, and he was doing it for the first beginning part of the season. It, it was Jay Rich's best game of his career by far, and I think he, the play design for the last, uh, last possession for the Heat when they were had a chance to either win or tie the game, it, it was supposed to go with Jay Rich. He was the first read option on that uh, play call, but he tripped and fell, and then the Warriors bench held him down. Did anyone I, see just,
1: that? I did. Yeah. That, that's why I said like, that was the kind of like weird, like what that, like that, that but, ending was so bizarre. The
3: whole, the whole point is that they wanted Jay rich. They wanted the kids to, to lead that comeback and actually win the game on their own. They didn't want Wade to actually, I mean, obviously Dion waiters had tried to take the last shot, but
1: I mean like Dion, like, and for all the shit that people give, like whatever Dion, as your escape valve, there, there are worse options. I mean, he got a shot that was makeable for him, right? Not, a, not a great shot, not your first shot. But if that's a third it option was. on a, if that's a third option on a play, like I think you take that. Like you know, it's not too bad. I just my thing was just Dwayne. I mean, Dwayne was, I think it was Clay or whoever the hell he was. He was kind of like screening up top. And yeah. then Dwayne didn't even move as a decoy because Jay Rich was like running into a corner and we all know Jay Rich <laughs> and uh, the sidelines. <laughs> His whole career, I mean, this wasn't just like a thing this season. I mean, we've always had the jokes like that, you know, the dimensions of the court, whatever. But um, <laughs> I, I like, man, that was, I've never, this season has been so, fucking annoying that even the game in Portland outside of a few Dwayne moments, it's more of relief rather than excitement. And that game was just excitement, right? So that you play the Nuggets the next night and the second night of a back-to-back, you know that they're not going to win that game. I'm stunned they were in it until the third quarter. Absolutely stunned. They had no business being in that game. Denver's just so much better than they are on the second night of a back-to-back in altitude. That's just a statistically impossible game to win. Um, And by the way, the game up in Philly, fourth game in five nights, forget about that. I mean just that's a scheduled loss if there's like ever been one. It's a know. brutal
3: road trip.
2: I think that's the game they might wake up for. Like I think that's I think kind the Mavs of the game most is the one. Team. Yeah, I think the Mavs game. Yeah, I
3: think they played think well, play well, play well enough to win probably tomorrow's game against the Mavs. They played, you know, they played very well up until the final minute. I mean, not really the final minute. They played very well up until the fourth quarter against the Kings.
1: It was the final <laughs> what? Eight it, minutes is when it, that kind of fell apart. When won on
3: the twenty, it was like a twenty-two to like, it was an like eighteen. No, it was an eighteen to two run. They were up by like, I think they were up by ten uh, after the fourth quarter, and then they uh, they ended up losing by five or something.
1: Like, I know that that game gets a lot of shit, but honestly, like. Outside of that stretch of of games where they had won like seven of ten and like their only losses were like a close game against Toronto and stuff like that, uh, that was like earlier in the season. This is probably the second best stretch of basketball that they've played, and they're going to have a losing record through it, right? Because they played a they played yeah. the a damn near perfect game for them in Portland in on the road uh, when e, and when CJ got hot, you know they kept them at bay. Dwayne Dwayne had Dwayne stuff, you know they they played very well in Sacramento. That's that's not a bad team. That's but they were a team. Up by
3: almost twenty points in that game
1: against a really good young team at home. Uh, on and the road, well, they're on the on road. The, like. No, I'm saying that the Kings, the, the Kings are a very good young ah, team at yes. home.
3: Yes, you're right.
1: And Miami just fell apart at the end, the last eight minutes. Uh, other than that, they played exceptional the entire game. And then at Warriors, I mean, you kind of figure the beginning of the year. Well, that's a loss. Right? And they were in it. They had a they had a shot to win it at the end. They they were up by like twenty something points in the damn first quarter. They were crushing the, the Warriors rebounding. And they then wrote, that game in Denver.
3: 24. They were up by sixteen.
1: They played well for a half and, and a half like they played well for three you know two and a half quarters and then, you know, that that's kinda how those kinds of game work though. You know, at the second half, your legs get tired, Denver starts leaking out, running, you know, Jamal Murray's doing stuff. You know, Beasley, the, the shooting threes, it's just, it just fell apart for them quick. Um, I mean, they're, they're a
2: bad basketball team. Miami is. Like, everybody knows that. But the good okay thing basketball. about that, no, they're a bad basketball but team. But, Jack,
1: like, you don't think that this stretch, they've played good basketball, they've just been unlucky? Well, no. I mean,
2: that's my point is that even when this is the great thing that I love about this Heat team as opposed to past Heat teams that maybe were slightly better, maybe just as good, maybe a little luckier. When this team is playing well, you look at who's driving them and it's the young guys. It's the guys who are going to be here for the next five to 10 years. That's literally all I care about. I don't care if they make the playoffs. I don't care about anything past that. If we see Justice, Jay Rich, and Bam leading the team when they're at their best, that's all I want to see. I don't want to see good games for Miami led by random hot performance from Rodney Magruder or James Johnson that does nothing for me that's a meaningless win I would rather see a close loss with a Jay Rich 37 point game or a Justice like 15 5 and 5 game than Dion going off for 30 and getting us a win against like the Pelicans or
1: something the only thing I'll disagree with I agree with you on all fronts the only thing I'll say is that I guess making the playoffs this year as opposed to other years it's it's about dwayne. it's about giving dwayne at least one final playoff series to maybe he'll do not not even that I'd pick them to win just man it, at least as a as someone who who cares about him a great deal in a very personal way and as someone who just loves basketball, it would be great to see him even if it's just one more damn game or one more shot to do something cool in a game that has legitimate stakes so. For me, that's kind of the only thing I'm rooting for in terms of a playoff push, even though I can look at the state of the franchise and say, hey, you know, the the 10th or 12th pick in the draft, probably more important. You can get maybe a rotation player in there that you can, you know, for cheap, right? Because their cap situation is horrible. So I'm kind of with you there. Uh, Brian O'Brien's like full on tank, though.
3: Do you want me to go full on tank right now or you want to wait and save it?
1: Okay, so we have a couple things here. So you do Tankathon, and then we're going to get into the trade deadline because I'm sure that's what a lot of you are waiting for who are uh, fans of the show. So let's, let's do the Tankathon
3: first, Brian. Update us on the Tankathon. So currently right now, the Heat have the number 10 pick if the season ended today. right? Oh, now, I just I'm,
1: said the 10th pick.
4: In the-
3: I'm going to currently send the lottery. And let's see. Oh, my God. The Heat jumped up to the number three pick. <gasps>
1: Whoa. Woo. Ooh, that's, uh, that's Barrett, right? That's Barrett.
3: They actually do have us slotted to take R.J. Barrett. So Look at that. You like him. The top four, because that's the only thing the lottery uh, defines this year. It used to be top three picks. They're going to be doing the top four selections to the lottery. So, number one, the Suns went up one slot to draft Zeon Williamson. Number two, Chicago Bulls went up th- uh, two slots to select Jay Moore at the point guard of Murray State. And then he jumped up seven spots to take R.J. Barrett, small four to Duke. And then the Knicks dropped three, drop three slots to select Cam Reddish. Is Reddish
1: good? Reddish, Reddish is good.
3: I actually Reddish. think I would take Reddish over Barrett right now. This yeah, season. you've
1: been. You've been I, I think early in the season, you said you'd take Reddish over Zion.
3: No, I, I won Zion. I, th- I thought Zion would be the number one pick since the beginning of the season. Oh, no, but, but I, I thought I that, you said two that pick, Reddish was
1: better. My number two no. pick,
3: I thought Reddish was better than, than Barrett. And it's getting okay. pretty. It's been up there. Uh, right now, Reddish is the better shooter. And he's, he's a bigger he's a bigger um, forward than... Are they, are they all freshmen? They're all freshmen.
2: Is Reddish a three?
3: Reddish is a three.
2: Oh, they need hashtag a three. Hashtag Romeo better.
3: Romeo, Romeo Langford?
2: Langford? Yeah. Go Hoosiers. Romeo Langford, the savior of whatever team he lands on. That's a future superstar.
3: Well, Tankathon it. has a number seven going to Memphis.
1: Ooh. Yeah. Okay. I I kind of like what Memphis has going, and if they can get something on draft night for Mike Conley, like I love the kid they have there. Um, I still Ron haven't Jackson forgiven
2: him for firing Fizdale.
1: <laughs> that, was right. that was dumb. I mean, but that was—I mean—that was just a superstar one of power. I mean, I guess Marcus Gasol's not a superstar, a star one a power struggle. Um, kind of. I guess I want to go a little bit off script here. Not heat. We're going to get back into the heat trade deadline because now that we brought up Marcus Gasol, how do you guys feel about the? The Raptors move to get Gasol. So I've been, as people who listen to the show know, I'm a hashtag Raptors lifer. You know, I want Kyle Lowry and his belly to hold the Finals MVP trophy at the end of the year. And I've been kind of sitting on this Gasol trade. And I know that they've they've won every game since they got him, and he's looked good. I guess. I've been back and forth because Toronto's best lineups are when they go small when they can go Siakam at the five and they're really flexible defensively and they're really fast and they can like shoot and spread the floor and like kill you with speed. But if they, you know, Philadelphia wants to slow it down, they could throw Ibaka and Jonas out there and like they, so they're very versatile, but with Gasol now that's really gonna, that's really gonna slow them down and probably less Siakam at the five for them. Um, I do think it helps them you know because now you're going to have that two-headed monster and I know that depth has been an issue for them this season they're not really winning with that bench mob that they won with last year it's mostly the starters CJ uh wasn't playing well uh Van Fleet has taken a step back DeLon Wright was good for them but they got rid of him and his player option um so I I got Jonas has also been good since they moved him to the bench but I just don't know like are they going to like, I don't know, come playoff time, are they going to play Ibaka and Gasol together? Or are they going to have off the bed? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm i wondering what you guys think of that move because I've been really back and forth.
2: Well, I think it's pretty complicated. I mean, the good thing is they didn't really give up much of value for him. So, I mean, I like Jonas, but Gasol
1: is a pretty – It's. A clear, they, they only
3: gave up DeLon Wright in a first round pick that might not even end up being much of anything.
1: But you know that their lineup with Jonas at the at the center spot and Lowry and Kawhi and like um, Danny Green and there's another one that I'm missing. That is the I think that was like the best Van five Fleet? that they had by a, like a wide margin. Van Fleet. Uh yeah, I think it was Lowry, Kawhi, Van Fleet, Danny Green, and. Or maybe Siakam. I don't remember. But I know that um, that Jonas, Jonas in there as the big was like one of their best lineups in, in the sport. Like, well, I think he, the
3: reason why they made the trade was because I, I saw some advanced metrics where uh, Gasol has been one of the best defenders on Joel Embiid in his career.
1: Oh, he's or, a monster. in the. I mean, he's a, he's a fucking tree. I mean, player. if he's you're thinking
3: great. like look, going down the Easter cons I and mean, I mean, the way that the 76ers have been looking lately since they've made their tree for Tobias Harris. They, they probably... I think they match up pretty well against the Sixers, even including their starting line.
1: I think that the Bucks are gonna. I think that that makes more of an impact on the Bucks because I do think that in a series, you can probably go small against Philly for minutes and get some cheesy points, and you could probably like buy some time. I do think Ibaka and Jonas would have been fine against against Embiid, but obviously Gasol is better. But I think against um, defensively, Milwaukee has had like their way with a lot of people with Brooke Lopez and having Marcus who's a very good three-point shooter out there that can really stretch him out. And they, Ka- Kawhi, um, Kawhi Lowry, excuse me, yep. Kyle Lowry can do extreme damage in that space, pick and roll. So I, the East dude, that's going to be the semifinals. If the four teams, I think Boston's the most iffy not to advance. Brooklyn's a little scary. Um, that's gonna be awesome to watch,
3: bro. Did you see Brooklyn last night against Toronto? They actually came back down like eight points. That team is that good, hit. man. They're legit. D'Angelo like, Russell, holy crap, man. I
1: just, I don't know, like when Dimwitty, like I know that him and He's Dimwitty have right now. He's been, I know that's what awesome I'm saying. Dude. When Dimwitty comes back, like I know that the, the questions are like, can D'Lo and Dimwitty coexist? I know that they were kind of figuring it out, uh, but but DeAngelo's explosion has really come like since Dimwitty went down. So. Levert's back.
3: And then Levert just came back too. Yeah. I have a Monfi NFC team. So
1: it's fun as hell. I just wish my. That bothers me. Like, so I've been like really like trying to like read more and like listen to other like NBA centric podcasts. And it just sucks that like this East is so damn fun and Miami is just like not in it. And it sucks, man.
2: Yeah. I mean, they did it to themselves. They did. They they could totally be in this. Imagine cap flexibility and you have this these three young guys and you put young solid guy. cheap pieces around them, you could be a formidable playoff team. I don't think they would be able to build realistically like a one through four seed, but they could be competing for like five through eight and they would be young and flexible
1: and fun. Heck, like Imagine... Our friend Crab Smut Peddler on Twitter said this a couple weeks ago. Imagine if instead of four year deals, they gave out
3: two year deals. They would have had Chris Porzingis. They could have crazy. had no.
1: Porzingis. They they were Not they could they, have they would have had They probably would have pulled the trigger on Jimmy Butler. They could have they could have been in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes. They could have gotten Porzingis. I mean, we are looking at and I I don't want to do the show Porzingis
3: wanted to be here. We we I know
1: everybody you. wants to be here. It's a fucking beautiful city. There's no state tax. There's stability in the organization. There's a fucking Hall of Fame coach on the sideline. They have Justice good young shooting players. Sleep. Like this done, is gone, keep going, a fucking gone. great place to be. Who the fuck would not want to be here? Like, it's just like, of course they're going to fucking be in play for everybody. It's like ridiculous to not think they would be. So it's like, it's really frustrating when you're just like, oh yeah, so-and-so wants to be here. Well, no fucking shit. Everybody wants to be here. LeBron wanted to be here. Chris Boss wanted to be here. Like... It's just, it's just, it's annoying, right? And it's just like, and then they they just hand out a bunch of money to Tyler Johnson and James Johnson, and like now we're paying Ryan Anderson a lot of money, and it's like, like I don't know, man. It, it's it's frustrating and whatever, but um, kind you of. Said the, I said the T word. Yeah, you said the means, name. I said the name, and we have not addressed this as a show. Um. I I guess Brian's gonna play for you. What I thought of the Tyler Johnson deal, hot off the presses. They wouldn't give Dwayne the twenty million, but they're gonna give See, Tyler that, the twenty that's million. Exactly that's not how, that's exactly how it That's
0: what
1: that's I just said. <laughs> yeah, like you're doing. It's the same thing because they didn't want to tie up Cap in the third year, and they're freaking doing it anyway.
3: They didn't want to tie up Cab with an old man. Why the hell do you <laughs> like, want to tie it up in Tyler freaking Johnson? They're paying for Johnson's future. He's like, Tyler
2: temper, rather,
1: than, Johnson! rather than Dwayne's past performance. I w- if I'm Dwayne, I would be pissed that you picked his pit ass face over him. I mean, was I mean? Yes. Was I right? Yes. I was right. I I'm allowed. I post Tyler Johnson. Listen, we had Tyler Bumpy. We had our memories. It's been real. Uh, you came on the show. That was a lot of fun. I was right. I mean, they could have been had they given Dwayne the years they wanted. We would have been. There'd be cap space right now. It probably would fucking be cap space. Dion Waiters <laughs> would not be here if Dwayne left. I disagree. Dion Waiters would not have gotten the reps. Dion Waiters would not have been able to be thirty and eleven. Dion Waiters had My Dwayne would have had the cap space to sign James
3: Johnson and anyone else, really.
1: Like honestly, like, and I know that this maybe like it's taking the snowball way too far, but like, if Dwayne Wade stayed and they, if that Tyler Johnson deal never happened, I think they have Porzingis right now.
2: Well, I mean, the question is, if Dwayne Wade never leaves then Pat Riley doesn't overreact and go all heat culture and sign the guys who are loyal to him. And I think that's what gets lost in the daily debate.
1: I I agree. I, and the daily debate that rages on and on. Um, like, I think, and it's not Tyler's fault, dude. Tyler, like, he went for the bag. Cannot blame him for going for the money. You can't. It's just like that contract.
3: No, you blame the fucking CBA for having a stupid poison pill contract.
1: I mean the CBA listen we we could talk a lot. I mean like I, I don't think it's gonna I don't think people realize that the way that the league is structured right now this tax this like luxury tax uh, averse league is brought upon us. And the, the luxury tax that will eventually break up the Golden State Warriors, that will break up any dynasty, that will not allow any dynasty to live, that probably like will be one of the last ones, is because Dan Gilbert and the other owners wanted the Miami Heat gone so bad, the Big Three Heat. So they implemented this punitive luxury tax in that lockout that changed the game.
2: Yeah, I mean, notice how none of these rules that were implemented to protect smaller markets are actually doing anything to protect smaller markets. Like Anthony Davis is going to be in L.A. or something soon. You're going to have maybe some other guy in New York soon. Like the small markets are still getting screwed. Like, none of these rules did what they were supposed to do.
1: But look, but, like, let's look at good organizations that have good structure, right? So you have Oklahoma City, which has an awesome general manager, which has, other than coaching, like, they're a, they're a top-to-bottom, like, world-class organization. San Antonio. Yeah. Look at what Milwaukee's doing in a small market. And look at what the Lakers have been since, I mean... Since they traded for Steve Nash and Dwight Howard, they've been a a laughable franchise. And LeBron went there on the virtue that it's Los Angeles. And even while he's there, that team's not going to make the playoffs. Probably, they're in the tenth spot. Are they still down to Atlanta? Last time I checked, they were losing to Atlanta. I think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, okay, so if they do, it's barely. Yeah, so what I'm saying is that, like, let's look at these big market teams. Right? Like, that have been horribly mismanaged. It's not about big market, small market. I guess that plays a little role in it, but it's about what do you have at the top of your organization down to the bottom? Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, New Orleans is a disaster. They have football people running basketball operations.
2: But like, the fact that-, that people are even talking about the fact that the Knicks are even in contention for anyone, one, I mean, it's a flaw on the part of like ESPN in the media. So like you don't really know how much people are intending to go to the Knicks, but like the fact that it's even in the conversation is ridiculous. Cause the Knicks are maybe one of the worst, maybe the worst ownership in like all of professional sports. I don't think it is, but it's definitely in the conversation.
1: It's certainly the fact up there. that.
2: Anybody would even consider signing there. Is an indictment on the entire structure of the CBA and the way the league is run. It just like it's not built to produce the best product. If you have like superstar players going to like horrendously run teams, like you can't tell me LeBron on the Lakers right now is the best thing for the NBA. Maybe in terms of money, like I'm sure LeBron the the ratings are down. Okay, well, I don't know anything about anything, so I'm just talking out of my ass. That's what this podcast
1: is. That's, that's what but we've been doing since 2013. Woo! It, it's yeah, and it's just like I, I don't know. Like I look at I look at big markets. Big markets obviously have a a much bigger margin for error, but these super max deals to keep stars in place, like what it does, is just creates a John Wall situation. Yeah. Right. And it's like that's not helping anybody. And like at the end of the day, man, you need to run a good franchise. Oklahoma City runs a good franchise. San Antonio runs a good franchise. Milwaukee doing a great job. They've done everything right to keep their superstar.
2: Yeah, and, I think Budenholzer is a super underrated coach.
1: I mean, that guy's incredible. Like, and everywhere he's gone, it's been like you have to run your team. Well, look at where stars leave. For the most part, it's not because, like, other than Durant, how many stars leave really good situations like that? Um,
2: I mean, LeBron,
1: a- Anthony Davis was in, but that I mean, LeBron, what they they got him, Antoine Jameson, and Mo Williams. Well, like, no,
2: he left the Heat and then he left the Cavs again. Like, I,
1: but the- that I guess that's a special. That's a special scenario. I mean, like, the the going back to Cleveland aspect of that, leaving this – and that was leaving big for small. That normally doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, but even going to L.A., like, nobody thought that made any basketball sense.
1: Nobody. It's LeBron.
2: I mean, I get, I get that he – and I respect it that he has his legacy established, that the Warriors are in place where he's probably not going to win another title before he retires. And he may as well go, like – build his film career like I'm not mad about it I think that HBO show the the shop is incredible but I don't know it's kind of lame from a basketball fan perspective
1: they just don't ma- like LeBron's on it I guess you know that the interesting part about the LeBron stuff is that I, I watch them because I want to see the train wreck he should be that in Toronto amazing. let me tell you man
2: yeah train wreck with LeBron James go watch it <laughs> and Amari Stoudemire
1: I was so happy when the he got Amari. He was one of my favorite yeah. players. Him and leaving Phoenix was another weird thing. He left for New York. I guess that's a that's that's an example of a guy leaving a smaller market uh, in a great situation for a really bad one. Um, yeah,
2: I mean, well, not necessarily a bad situation. Like, that was a super team when it was constructed. Like, it was Carmelo Anthony and Amari. Carmelo
1: Star. wasn't there yet. Yeah,
2: but, like, wasn't the plan to attract more stars, like, I don't know. I thought it was.
1: The I I think New York has kind of the allure of like you know if you can fix it. Like I, Amari got some of that. I mean, do you remember the coverage Amari got? Like that <laughs> that two those two months where he was an MVP candidate.
2: Well, I mean, he was really good in Phoenix.
1: So I bet when he went to New York, and he was like scoring thirty every game, he was really and, like good he, good and then he got hurt. He and made he Raymond feltin ever since. You know, I cannot believe Raymond Felton's still in the league, man. Every time I see, like, a Thunder game, I yes. see his fat ass yes. on the bench, and yes. I was like, oh, Whoa. my
2: God. Whoa, we don't fat shame Raymond Felton. We don't Felton. fat
1: shame Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton's, like, we give Dion, like, he Twitter makes fun of Dion for the weight. Raymond Felton is the guy that should be catching the strays about, the, the like, the weight stuff.
3: Is is Raymond Felton an anxious eater? No.
1: I, I don't like Brian and I were talking about this before the show because like I was saying that I don't I don't depression eat like when I'm sad I don't I don't like reach into the ice cream like pint I, I'm like a happy eater like if I'm out with friends and I'm having a good time like I'll be like, ah fuck it let's have dessert you know what I mean or like ah you know like I, I'm, I'm more liberal with uh, with my diet when I'm sad it's like I almost punish myself like no I can't I can't I can't eat ice cream I'm gonna eat a, I'm gonna eat a date.
3: A what? A date?
1: A date? A date? Yeah, they're yeah, like this food.
2: Johnny doesn't get other. I,
1: I don't get dates. I don't. I just get scammers. Uh,
2: yeah, I mean you get dates, but they bring their powerpoints along.
1: Should I tell that story? Do we have time, Brian? You have time. I think okay. you should tell that story. Okay, so we're we're, we're doing this. We're, we're doing this. We're doing this on a uh, on a on a basketball Tuesday.
0: Looking for a good time, feeling all hot and bothered. Does Bam out of Bios
1: plus minus turn you on? Then this is for you. This is Heat Beat After Dark. So, in the, against, during the Warrior game, I think it was, um, I, get a, um, I, get a, I get a DM from someone I haven't spoken to in four years. From a girl. Who, very pretty. find very attractive. And I really liked her once four years ago And I get a DM from her saying that she misses me and she wants to see me And uh, if you follow this show, you know that that's not something that happens very often So I'm kind of like telling the guys in the hippie group chat I was like, well, this is happening And then they're like, well, just don't mess this up And I was like, I don't know, like it's I have like trepidation and they go, well, why the hell would you have trepidation? And I I explained, well, you know, we haven't talked in four years. And they go, why didn't you talk in four years? And it's because uh, four years ago, I was invited. I had a very similar situation in which we hadn't spoken in a couple months. And she sent me a text saying that she wanted to see me, that I should come over to her apartment, that we should spend time together. And uh, she said, why don't you come over tonight? And I did. Thinking one thing. And when I opened the door... There's a lot of people inside. And I was like, I guess I, I'm not walking into what I thought I was walking into. It was a, it was a small gathering. It was like a little party. And uh, I didn't really want to be there because uh, it was just her sister's fiances is asking me about podcasts. And uh, there's nothing I like to talk about more than when I'm not working than a podcast. Um, so I was thinking to myself after I had a drink or two, I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. I'm going to leave in 10 minutes. I was like, I'll stay the 35, 40 minutes, whatever the hell I stayed. And I was like, I'll leave that. That's polite. And all of a sudden, she grabs me by the hand, pulls me to another room where everyone follows. And she plugs <laughs> a computer into a television. And I'm very confused as to what the fuck's going on. And she opens Microsoft PowerPoint. And the dude comes up out of nowhere and starts giving me a presentation to sell me Amway. <laughs> I could not believe what the fuck was happening. And as I'm telling this to the guys in the group chat, Alf is like, I don't believe you. Nakaias comes in like, that can't be true. Christian is laughing his ass off. Brian is like mouth wide open, hands over his mouth. Like, I cannot believe that. And uh, I sat through that whole presentation. Then I stormed out. Then she, on the way out, she gave me her Amway business card. And I uh, I sent her a very strongly worded text message the next day. And I didn't speak to her for four years. And then here we are. She's back to that Warrior game. In the midst of that amazing basketball. I get that DM from her. And I have no idea what to do with that.
3: You were supposed to miss today's podcast, weren't you? I was
1: supposed to miss today's podcast because her and I had agreed to go have drinks. Guess what happened? She canceled. I Wait, was guys.
2: guys, we need to take a quick break. Um, this podcast is sponsored by Amway. <laughs> um.
1: This was all an elaborate ruse to tell you to go out and no plan. Did we just give Amway free? You should bleep out uh, Jack's Amway sponsorship. That'd be funny. People would just be very confused. So you guys on the timeline can laugh at my incredible misfortune with women and with Amway. Well, um,
2: we weren't laughing necessarily just at your misfortune. I, I mean, I came in late to the chat and what I saw is that you had agreed to go out with her again. Yes. Uh, that's what I didn't understand. Like, have some respect for yourself. I'm a sucker. You saw what she looks like. I mean, yep. Yeah, Johnny, you're a decent looking dude. I don't know, man. You can't be doing this. You can't be going out with somebody who, like, tried to get you into some pyramid scheme. Like, if some girl asks you out has you over and then has a guy give you a powerpoint presentation you can't go out with that person again that's not a thing you can do i
4: did it for four years i held strong then she came back We'll get back to the episode here in a second, but want to tell you about something that's going on in the five reasons sports network this week. It is Dwayne Wade's last all-star game. We're excited about this in his 16th season. We're making it a Wade weekend. So it wasn't enough to just cover with one person up in Charlotte and send My butt up there, but we're also going to have Nikias Duncan. You know him as at NBA. He's our premier NBA analyst on the network. And also Lefty Leif, that's Greg Sylvander. You can follow him on Twitter too, at Lefty underscore L-E-I-F. So the three of us are going to be up there for all of All-Star Weekend from Thursday night through Monday. Here's how you follow us. We're going to do a podcast on the Five Reasons flagship feed and also on Miami Heat Beats. So a tight Miami Heat Beat into your favorite podcast provider. We're also going to provide some interviews with other NBA analysts, media people, former players, current players, anybody we can find up there in Charlotte. And also, check out our Instagram feeds because that's where you can find all of the video that we'll be posting, everything Dwayne does, we will be covering it. So, follow us at five reason sports. That's the number five reason sports and also at MIA Heatbeat and also the same handles on Twitter.
1: I sent a picture of her to the, to the group chat and Alf goes, uh, our heat Twitter president Alf. He said, forget everything we said, sign up for that scheme right now. <laughs> Christian, a professional Photoshopper statistician said, wait, that's a scammer. Just hand her your checkbook and seal the deal.
3: Yeah. Please bind that timeshare right now.
1: Yeah, is they said, bubble uh, really going that poorly for you? Bubbles going so poorly, Jack. You said your radius uh, is one now. My radius is nineteen, I think, or twenty.
3: Twenty what feet?
1: Uh, yeah, twenty feet. <laughs> Jack told me that America's about to collapse. That who cares about my credit? Yeah, I mean, true. So you know that was um. Everybody had fun at my. It's a, It's honestly like. Probably the worst story that's ever happened to me, but also a really funny one. I mean, it wasn't funny at the time, but you know, now we can laugh at it.
2: It's, I mean, it's still pretty sad, but it's funny.
1: I mean, Ethan, that's a hell of a sales pitch. If we want to sell ads, that might be the way to do it.
2: <laughs> I mean, hire her as a salesperson.
1: Wait, isn't
3: Mindy Heapy a pyramid scheme?
1: I mean, we're kind of a pyramid scheme. I mean, like, the checks never go out on time, you know, like, you know, it's just... Guys, chill
2: out. It's multi-level marketing. <laughs> we don't like the word pyramid.
1: I mean, honestly, Dion's low-key running a pyramid scheme. Like, I don't know how he got all that money and, like, you know, all of a sudden we're looking and we're going to heat all oh, money in perpetuity. Okay, so, like, to to change gears, like, a little bit. So, I kind of had an idea for... Dwayne's final jersey swap. I tweeted it out today. Did either of you guys see it?
3: I saw it. Yeah.
1: Okay. So for those of you who don't know, the listeners, I want to do. Like, I want Dwayne on his the final game in Brooklyn to not change jerseys with D'Angelo Russell or Karis Levert or you know wh- whatever veterans on that team. Joe Harris. I want. I want him to go to up to Udonis Haslam and trade jerseys with him. I think that would be really badass.
3: Let me burst your bubble real quick. What? The first jersey swap that Wade Wade ever had was actually with Udonis Haslam. Oh, really? Back when he was with Cleveland before he ever thought he was going to be traded back to Miami. Oh, so... No, he can still do it. I don't think he has the Heat jersey. He has the Cleveland jersey. So, it could still work.
1: Twainley's never th- played for Cleveland. That's that, I don't, I, Brian. I have no idea what you're talking about. Are you guys in on my idea or not?
3: I, I mean, I'm I, in for it. I just it, maybe, maybe it would work because it'd be like it kind of be like a full circle. He started a year his his entire career. He started out with Haslam. His first jersey swap was with Haslam. His last jersey swap will be with Haslam, and he ends his career with Haslam. They go out at the same time.
2: I think so, it should be with Justice.
3: That sounds poetic. It's an that epic. That would be,
1: let me tell you something. If That's he an does epic, with Justice, right,
3: Jack? It's an epic.
1: It's an, it's an epic. epic. <laughs> if, he, if he singles out Justice, that'd be badass. Ooh. Who do you think I he th- does it with at the All Star game?
2: Do you think Justice is wearing Dwayne Wade's shooting
1: sleeve? I think so.
3: Who does it the All Star game? Probably you know,
1: Oh, my God. No, but he, he's going to do Dirk tomorrow.
3: He'll probably do Donkish tomorrow.
1: Oh, no, yeah. I, he needs a Dirk Mav jersey. There's too they much history. Their, they
3: wear their actual jerseys now. It'd be funny if Dwayne just goes
1: up no, to they, an official wear, in Dallas.
3: Don't they wear? They don't wear those actual <laughs> <even> <laughs> jerseys. Don't they actually wear their home jerseys?
1: No. If Dwayne Wade went up to a referee in Dallas to change jerseys, that would be an all-time his. That would be a T-shirt moment for me.
3: Either way, we know that Wade doesn't actually use the jerseys that he wears during that game. You notice, know right? Yes, we know. Okay.
1: So, I cannot believe you glossed over me saying me me and my Wade official joke. I thought it was funny. I thought it was good. You know, just go, go up to uh, Ed Beloy or whoever the fuck's going to be roughing that game. Just trade jerseys. Just hold you it up. You think Wade's going to
3: exchange jerseys with Tyler Johnson? Can they he play Phoenix?
1: Oh, my God. Yeah, probably. Instead of Devin Booker, that would be great. It'd be a slap to Devin Booker. I don't think Justice likes him.
2: I don't... I. I don't want to slander Justice. That's but,
1: reckless speculation by me. I'm not basing that off anything other than the fact that people compare the two often, and Justice can't be happy about that. That Devin Booker never that his are, that his wins are low.
2: Well, who do you think Justice's least favorite player in the NBA is?
1: Deion Waiters. I think it's Ben Simmons. I think. Oh it's well, Ben, oh, ben Simmons is, up is up there. there. No, it's bad. It might be Ben. It's Deion Waiters. B B A N. I I love. The edge that Justice Winslow plays with is incredible. Like, I I tweeted out, like, a shit ton of cliches on how Justice is that guy and how he gets after it and he's a dog, and I sounded ridiculous. But Justice is, like, a cliche machine in that that dude just fucking tries so hard and he plays with such a chip on his shoulder that I absolutely love to watch him play. I love to watch him get after it. Like In transition, he's full fucking sprint back contesting at the rim. Doesn't give a shit if he's postered. I think that's amazing.
0: It's pretty cool.
3: So the Phoenix Suns were Tyler Johnson away, huh?
0: What are we doing right now? Hey, it's Seth Levitt here from the Fish Tank with my main man, OJ McDuffie, the Juice, and Juice. We've got a special guest over the next two weeks in the tank.
1: What's up, everybody? It's Pat Sertan, and I'm officially diving into the Fish Tank. If he was better
0: than Peyton, yeah. he definitely wasn't better than me. Oh, there
2: so we that's go. what so I wanted, that's wanted to get. get yeah,
0: that's where we're going with it. Did you mm-hmm. and Peyton ever play against each other in high school? Absolutely. Beat him thirty-five-seven. Wow.
1: Get out of here. Oh yeah, I had three rushing and two passing on him, accounting for all five touchdowns.
0: Out <laughs> <laughs> of hands all of them yeah hey pat came Bro. in here saying he doesn't remember stuff but he remembered oh, I remember all that, that. I make sure you dive into the tank to hear our entire interview with patrick sertan here on the five reasons sports network you can catch up on what you've missed and hear new episodes every two weeks until july by searching the fish tank on apple music google play podbean spotify or wherever else you find your favorite podcasts